Howdy, Dream Cowboys. Welcome back to the Westworld Fan Podcast Season 1 Rewatch. Today we'll be going through Episode 7, talking about what we still love and what we're not into anymore. I'm James. And I'm Ryan. And this is the Westworld Podcast. We talked last time about Westworld actors who are getting work in other places, and Tessa Thompson is in everything, and she was recently in that sci-fi movie, which I haven't seen, Annihilation. Have you seen it? Yeah, I just watched it. Uh, I got a recommendation from someone who said they hated it, and it was from a, a specific person who every time they say they hate a movie, it's it's going to be something that I like. I, I, I watched it. I enjoyed it very much, uh, as I believe Annihilation is made by the same dude who made uh, Ex Machina, which we talk about all the time on the show because it's a robot movie. And what's his name is 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 also in Annihilation, uh, Poe, Mister, uh, not Poe, Poe Dameron, yeah, that guy. You know that guy? Oh yeah, yeah, from Star Wars. You know Star Wars, man? Yeah, I've heard of it. Not a fan. All right, well. Yeah, it's okay. <laughs> Anywho, he's in there. Natalie Portman's in there, and uh, I I really enjoyed it. It's it's a it's a sci fi flick. You should watch. So season two is coming up soon. So soon, so some soon. people might think that there wouldn't be time to finish the season one rewatch, but they're wrong. So wrong, so this, wrong. Shove it up your butts happening. if you think that. How dare you think that? The, the the time isn't ticking down uh, in, in my head and in real life. Episode 7 has a fantastic name that we've never pronounced correctly once on this show. Trump-lo-lay. Trump-lo-lay. trump lo Hey, did you hear uh, yesterday they announced that they were calling the second season of Westworld The Door? First season, The Maze. Second season, The Door. Okay, I didn't. I didn't even know season one was called the Maze. Oh yeah, yeah. They just give them names. Okay, so I guess in season two, we're gonna open somebody's scalp and there's gonna be a crude drawing of a door. Yeah, and then Bernard's gonna be like, "Nah, nothing to me." So this is a pretty good episode. This is like the shit hits the fan episode. The I think we can break it up into three major plot lines: the William and Dolores plot line, the Maeve plot line, and then the Westworld staff plot line. And a lot goes down in all of them. It it is kind of the breaking point where you feel like you're heading towards the end of the season. As I recall, the first time we watched it, uh, I was uh, it. I, I listened to the first time uh, I listened to the podcast that we did uh, about this episode, and we were very down on the Mave storyline, or at least I was. I was naysaying so hard. Uh, we we were like up on the Men in Black storyline. We didn't even know what was to come. And uh, William and Dolores, we were like, I don't know, I don't know what's happening. Yeah, and, you know, is the man of black, they take Clementine out of the show, and, you know, we were getting a lot of uh, mileage on that joke, and then they took the character So much out. mileage. I all The only thing people come to this show for is Clementine Fanny Feather, best name. So William and Dolores picks up where they left off two episodes ago, when they're on a train, and Dolores doesn't like Lawrence, but he's like, sorry, I'm a bad guy. Yeah, Lars doesn't apologize for what is written in his code. Dolores and William have a romantic talk about life and 
how they don't want to have any regrets, which leads to some train banging. They train bang. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it is not... It's not originally what was going to happen. William has a uh, a moment in which he's like, "Right, oh my God, I'm getting married." Uh, sorry, Dolores, you're. I can't. I'm gonna. Ma- I'll make you sad because I I have to get married when I get home. And then she runs away, and then he like follows her and does a second monologue in two minutes. <laughs> and then that second monologue really just you know, it it it, it brought it home for him. Yeah, I think we get the first inklings of the man in black character in that monologue because he's like. I've basically been lying my whole life, and now I feel like I can be myself. And maybe myself is a psychopath. Right. I mean, we're having nice consensual sex now, but think about in 30 years, perhaps I'll drag you into a barn. And then the next morning, he wakes up and he gives Dolores a just got out of bed and haven't brushed my teeth French kiss, and she shows him the canyon she's been painting. Yeah, he's like, I've been sleeping. What have you been doing? She's like, oh, having deep, deep dreams about the future genocide of your race. The the train gets stopped by the Confederales. We get that fantastic corpse, whiskey, nitroglycerin, body, booby trap. Yep, Sly was used once again, although I don't know if you can use him again after this one, because they nitroglycerin exploded him. Yeah, what do the techs do in that scenario? Do they have to make a whole new Slim? And I, I would like to roleplay right now two techs coming upon Slim blown up again. Oh, come on! Oh, what, God. Uh, uh, I don't have this guy's head again. I he use all his heads. together last time, and at least he had his arms and legs we could slap back on there. I'm going to be honest with you. Last time, I put on lady feet. Couldn't find his other feet. Yeah, uh, so, I mean, this isn't even the original Slim. I, I, didn't, I didn't take a picture of him before he blew up the first time. Whatever, we'll make him again, but I'm not giving him a neck. Yeah, and... And, and scene. Put organs? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Do we have to put organs? <laughs> they're, they're superfluous organs, to be fair. So he blows up the Confederales with the, the corpse of his buddy, which is filled with nitroglycerin... Great plan, uh, but it doesn't take them out completely, so we have to have a chase scene, and then the Native American ghost nation joins the chase scene and kind of s- saves them a little bit, but they're still in danger, and they end up at the canyon, which Dolores had just been painting, and Lawrence is like, I can't empathize with this journey, I'm leaving. It sounds like my NPC journey is over. Good luck on your future endeavors. If you go into there, nobody comes back. So, goodbye. And then he just robot turns around. Yeah, I'm just going to walk back home, I guess. And probably get picked up by Tex. <laughs> While I look at the train, just like, nah, train's not moving, I'm walking. So, in the Maeve storyline, she kind of gets Clementine screwed over. By trying to she doesn't experiment know. on her. <laughs> yeah, she doesn't know that Clementine Pennyfeather, best name, is about to be the 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 folly of war that that she has just kind of thrown up into the air. But she's you're right. She is kind of forced to watch Clementine Pennyfeather, best name, be murdered live and in action. She tries to basically. She doesn't say these violent delights have violent ends, which she probably should have. But maybe she doesn't know that's the trigger. But she tries to wake Clementine up. It gets Clementine recalled. And then Clementine gets used in this 
plot against Ford, which we will get into, and then in the end gets lobotomized. By Sylvester. So I didn't even know a cat could hold a drill. Right, and I'm sure maybe he, <laughs> he sees maybe he's like, I'm so fucking dead. <laughs> yeah, because I, I, I actually really liked that scene, which is like I was I was almost naysaying myself back the whole time because I, I remembered how much I was annoyed by the Maeve storyline. And, and now this time around, it's it's my favorite one. So when when Sylvester turns around and sees Maeve about to lobotomize Clementine Pennyfeather, best name, it was a true, like, wonderful moment for me because he really did look at her like, oh, sh- shit. That's a rock in a hard place, though, you know. It's between doing your job and getting murdered by a robot. Right, which he did explain to her afterwards, and she was like, oh, I totally get it. She didn't say that. Yeah, she yeah. Didn't, like, she I'm didn't get it at all. following orders. And then she says something to the effect of, like, you're just men. I'm gonna murder all you. Yeah, she decides to escape. Felix and Sylvester are not on board, and she's basically like, well, I, you know, you, you could not help me, and you could then get fired or be killed by me, or you could help me. Yeah, I don't understand how they don't get the situation. Like, no, 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 you guys are helping me, because I can grab scalpels now, right. and I'm not a coward. <laughs> but let's say I'm Sylvester. <laughs> At this point, I'm like, yes, Maeve, we will help you. Now go back into the park. And then I'd call up Ashley Stubbs and be like, I'm being blackmailed by one of the robots. Hey, uh, I have an HR problem. What happens when the HR problem is with not a human being? But yeah, she makes her bold plan now. She's going to break out, and they've got no choice but to help her, apparently. <laughs> yeah, that's that's that old naysay that I like. That's that I mean, old naysay. Like, the, yeah, we bumped up against this when we watched it. They have options. The, the, the episode is written like they don't. <laughs> That was our problem the first time, that we were like, why don't they just stop or tell somebody? Like, just keep getting blackmailed by Maeve. Really just help her out 100% of the time. Don't ever go back. Especially, like, Sylvester is so not culpable. He's doing this under threat of death. <laughs> like, they, no one could blame Sylvester for this. No, and Felix is sort of, like, the whole time being like, I mean, I kind of like it. I like all this kind of... You're like my big bird. Yeah, he's a... He's a He's a masochist, and he just wants Maeve to treat him poorly, because that's how he gets off, apparently. Although, every time he does walk Maeve around, he is realizing how awful of an idea all of this is. So the real meat of this episode is what's going down with the Westworld management staff, and this plotline was really fun to watch a second time around. Yeah, because... Uh, so we, when we were uh, talking at the last time about this episode, we started the episode going uh, that it, it, that so that so much happened, and what we were saying really is that one thing happened, and it because it, 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 it was the first time that this show like truly a hundred percent surprised us, and it, and it did not feel like it was actually going to be at the end of this episode like the way it was going i didn't think something insanely huge was about to happen so i love the opening of this plot line basically charlotte hale invites Teresa over and this you know this is a classic power move you invite someone over and then you answer the door naked having just interrupted sex with a robot everyone knows that play it's on page two of the handbook she opens up the door and Teresa's like hey you want me to come back and Charlotte Hale is like, no, 
this is perfect. You need to see this. So, basically their plan is to... They're going to program Clementine to attack a host which has been designated in her mind as a human to show that the reveries allowed them to keep their traumatic memories. So... The other host beats her up, but then they wipe her memory, but then she remembers that she got beaten up and she kills the other host. And they use this as evidence that Ford wrecked the code and that Bernard didn't catch it and so someone has to get fired. But my problem with this is she never hurt any humans. She 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 killed a host who was supposed to play a human, but she still didn't break any rules. But anyway, Stubbs has to kill her. <laughs> I I well I like how you're try you're defending Clementine like it's like from in retrospect. And then I was really watching Ford's face really closely this time as Bernard is being fired. He has that half smile on. He really has he likes to have every now and again when something's happening and he's thinking, <laughs> "You guys think this matters." Yeah, but there was a nice character moment here where Charlotte fires Bernard, and everyone in the room is waiting for Bernard to turn on Ford and be like, this actually isn't my fault. You know, Robert, speak up for me. Which he doesn't, and then Bernard doesn't do that. And, well, because he's programmed to protect Ford. (laughs) Right, and Ford is just like, hurry up, Bernard, leave this room, go down to the basement so that we can just, like, wait this one out again, probably. Do you, do you think this is the first time Bernard's been fired by somebody and, and and Ford's been like, yeah, 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 just wait? No, I don't think so. And the look on Ford's face is like, oh, I knew this was coming, so this is how they're going to do it. Okay. Ooh, good. Good, good one, it, it, you guys. Yeah, it just falls into the place of like the one out of 80 simulations he's done as to how this plan goes. He's like, okay, I thought you'd put up more of a fight, but that's okay. Bernard catches up with Teresa and he's like, listen, that was a total shit show. It's really obvious you programmed for all that to go down just the way it did, and Clementine wasn't dangerous. And basically, Ford's going to catch you. So before he does, let me take you to his weird secret, and you need to see this. And he takes her to the fake Ford family hosts. Which, first time around, I literally wrote, why is Bernie still around? Why is nobody telling him to leave or, like, escorting him out? And the reason is because he's a robot who can do whatever he wants. And the second part of this is Bernie tells her all the things in that moment to bait her down. During the conversation in which he talked her into coming out to this, you know, the lone cabin that's not on any map, he was saying everything that was like, yep, you're totally right. I'm on your side. Please follow me. I have something to show you. And now, and the first time I was like, he's being helpful. And the second time I was like, he's saying all the perfect things to get her into a murder dungeon. Yeah, they go to the farmhouse. Hey, what's this door? Oh, I don't see any door. Oh, that's fine. Let's just let's just go through the door anyway. You can't see it. That's fine. It's over here. She completely doesn't pay attention to that at all which is he at some point he uh he touches her arm and she looks at him like and he looks at her like wow we just broke up but i think actually the feeling in his brain might have been like you're touching my arm and i'm about to slam you so <laughs> that's just bad news for you 
And sloppy programming on Ford's end. At least turn on the door so that Bernard can see it for this part. Because if something was going to tip her off, that would have been it. Yeah, no, exactly. Let them see the door for this point. Just for tonight. They Just for tonight, let them see doors. It's going to be special. It's like a gift. They walk down into the dungeon uh, that we don't know is a dungeon yet. You know, Bernie doesn't see the door. And at this point, I think, is when we're like, okay, fine. Bernie is a host. We don't know if he's Arnold yet. And then Teresa finds the pictures of Dolores and then pictures of Bernie. The moment she finds the picture of Bernie is is actually really great. I loved uh, the actress who plays Teresa, her face at the time. And then her reaction of, like, she didn't come go and show it to him. She's just like, hey, Bernie, you seen this? Yeah, they, they see all these mysterious pictures, and there's there's one of Dolores where it says, like, prototype, and then she comes across the one of Bernard, and it doesn't look like anything to him, and that's when Robert Ford steps out of the shadows, like, ha-ha, this was all me. And then begins a five-minute monologue about peacocks. Yeah, peacocks, there is no god, and you're gonna die. Right, and it takes her a long time to figure it out, and then the moment she does figure it out, she kind of accepts it immediately, which I was just like, no, fist fight, (laughs) just start punching, hope for the best. Also, way to go, Stubbs, aren't you the head of security? (laughs) Should you have, like, a bit of a, a beat on where people are, or if they're going off to an unmarked location? Like, oh, I have this map that shows me everything in the park. Bernard and Teresa just walked into this black area of it. Ah, well, what's on TV? <laughs> Doesn't sound very important. I would have really liked if uh, when Bernie was slamming Teresa's head against the concrete wall, he slammed it against the wall once, and then it cut to Ashley Stubbs just, like, watching Family Guy and eating popcorn, and then it cuts <laughs> back to him slamming it again. Yeah, he's just munching on snacks. He's like, I wonder where Elsie is. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, hey, I wanted to ask you. Uh, Elsie popping up in episode one of season two, yes or no? What do you think? Oh, so they're either not going to make a big deal out of it and she will just come back. Hey, I'm fine. Or it'll be like, sorry to mention this, it'll be like a Game of Thrones thing and they're going to drag it <laughs> off real long and she's going to pop up like Benjamin Stark and just be like, I've been here the whole time. <laughs> I have been deep within this theater uh, setting up the, the counter war. And also, right. uh, at some point, uh, what's his face? Ford says that he has to make a blood sacrifice uh, right before, that's the moment that Teresa's like, oh, I'm going to die. And then uh, that's the same thing Charlotte said in the previous scene when he was sitting, when she was sitting with Hector and Teresa. Uh, is she quoting Ford there or is she a robot like you think she is? And right. he's so just either, like, either that was Robert Ford banging Hector and, <laughs> and having the meeting with Teresa or, or <laughs> he was listening through Hector's ears or something. Oh, and so then that means that Charlotte Hale was having sex with Robert Ford as he was controlling Hector. Some kinky shit was going on, anyway. Do you, th- do you think he liked it? Do you think he was like... Do you think he's like, well, it's 3 p.m. I gotta go bang Hector. Ugh, just pull my arm. <laughs> it's just robots banging robots now. That's what Robert Ford likes. He says, uh, he said he was a storyteller. And then 
uh, once he caught wind of like consciousness switching into the robots or other human beings, he was like, uh, fuck all that. Uh, my creations are better than the earth. He's a true megalomaniac and, and, and Arnold might've been, but he wasn't all the way. He was kind of there, but not a hundred percent. So he was pushed to do all of this. Delos pushed him to do it. Like he, in about a five minute monologue, he says, this is all not my fault. My creations just happen to be better than humans. So I'm doing you guys a favor. So there's this cat and mouse game going on with the him and the board. And it's very mysterious. But Charlotte Hale mentions in the beginning of the episode, what we're really interested in is the IP in, you know, what's going on, the experiment that we're conducting here. And it's not elaborated on, but I think it will be in season two. Yeah, and I at this point, I think it's consciousness switching. I think they're just, like, making it a robot and then putting other people's brains. Although, there is a picture for season two of Bernie standing in front of, like, two hosts that look kind of jacked. They look like military-esque hosts, like they were just made to fight, which is something that, you know, you could you could put other people into and see how it goes. Yeah, that'll be a thing in season two. It's going to be... The awakened hosts in the park versus the probably less advanced killer hosts turned against them. That'll be a whole lot of fun. Bernie, by the way... So, how many times has Bernie just had to hide in a basement? Or, also, do you think that the uh, the people having to leave every six months and get rotated out when they work at Westworld is because they can't stay there and see Bernie never get older? Right. Or it's like, hey, didn't we fire that guy? Like times. five times. We keep trying. He keeps coming back. Unless Ford ages Bernie purposely in in his checkers game. Right. Now, this is Bernard Jr. The Bernard you knew, uh, he died 30 years ago. This is his son. They look exactly the same and have all the same mannerisms. <laughs> this one is good at head bashy. It's not as good. Uh, honestly, I need to make a few tweaks. It could bash heads better. I liked this episode a lot on the second rewatch. I am just not having to unravel any mysteries. And again, it's an episode largely without the timeline shit or the man in black. And so you can just kind of enjoy it for what it is and the character moments and the performances and the chase scenes and stuff. You get Ford being... Ford doesn't even look at Teresa... When Bernie is killing her, he turns around. He can't see the work that he's doing live. He's just likes that it's happening. We actually, we get to see that Ford is, uh, we get a twinge of the Ford is the evil guy here, right? He's the old white man that is the trope evil dude in all Westerns, except uh, uh, it's a little different. It's a, only a little, because uh, he did, he made a, a robot army. So it's a little different. Teresa did say, right at the end, she said, did you do this to Arnold too? Which he didn't answer her. If she was about to die, he might as well have been like, nope, Dolores did. Bye. Yeah, or maybe that's a painful question for him. He's like, eh, I don't want to talk about it now in my moment of triumph. <laughs> if this is when I'm winning, I don't want to talk about how my best friend died. Yeah, don't ruin this for me, Teresa. <laughs> <laughs> you're You're really gumming this up, okay? So, we're barreling down towards the end. Episode 8, only three more, is entitled... 
I say I thought you would jump in and be like, "Ha ha, I know it." Trace decay. Yeah, that is meaningful to me. <laughs> so trace trace decay is when something's decaying and you draw a line around it. Uh huh. <laughs> it's also the episode where Peter Abernathy gets uh, put into the to the garage and Bernie whispers something in his ear that we don't know a hundred percent. It's we're barreling. Like we said, you, you already said the word barreling. What's a, what's a uh, synonym for barreling plummeting. We're plummeting towards the end and we're about to see Bernie, uh, you know, be, be sort of understanding of his place in the world. Like I'm a large, I'm a bodyguard for Robert Ford and I'm sad about it. Thanks again for listening, guys. Hit us up on Twitter at Westworld Ryan. You can email us at the Westworld Podcast at gmail.com or and you can subscribe to us on SoundCloud. And if you're really cool, you can leave us a review on the podcast app, which will help other people find us. We'll see you again next week, probably, for episode eight, Trace Decay. I'm James. And I'm Ryan. And this is the Westworld Podcast. Hashtag not my Clementine. <laughs>